Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. Today, I wanna talk about something that literally has been fermenting in my brain for about 18 months. And it came to fruition. It finally bubbled up to its meaning um, recently, actually a few months back. And I want to share it with you because I really do feel like it's a universal message. If you know anything about me, though, you know that my children, I actually call them my Yodas (laughs) because they have taught me so much. I believe I would not be who I am without my children. They have opened my eyes in so many ways and also tested my patience, but that's for another podcast. We'll just stick with the (laughs) Yoda-isms for now. Um, I want to tell you, though, about my daughter. I'm sure you've heard a few things about her before, potentially if you're a regular listener of this. But if not, I want to share with you a little bit about her. So we have, I worked full time uh, for from the day they were born. I've always worked full time, both, both kids. And why I'm sharing that with you is because they were in daycare. And the daycare that I put my children in was a school. And the school really made sure that they were ready for kindergarten. So their pre-K was really rigorous. And we had neighbors, actually, that told us, like, our kids were bored when they were in kindergarten because they had gone to the school. They were so prepared. And I will tell you that this was probably the worst information I could receive. So my daughter is my oldest child, and anyone who has children knows that your first child is your guinea pig. They are the beta test. And my beta tester um, failed, meaning (laughs) I had this false feeling of security. Oh, she's gonna be great. School will be like a breeze. Kindergarten's not gonna be a big deal. Well, in 2017 in the fall of 2017 she started kindergarten and fall nothing happened you know all good she came home a few times upset which i found interesting because she's not an upset kind of kid but what happened after second semester started was that we got a letter that she wasn't just behind she was borderline needing dramatic intervention. I mean dramatic. And this was from an English perspective, um, language arts. Um, ELA is what they usually call it in school. And it was alarming. And as a parent, my knee-jerk reaction, and I'm not proud of this, was, but I'm a good parent. And I want you to know that some situations have nothing to do with you. And this was one of them. So We talked with the school. They said she would quote unquote outgrow it. Oh dear sweet baby Jesus. No one outgrows ELA issues. It has to be intervened on. Just like anything in life. 
I don't want anybody to tell you that you will outgrow anything. It will just go away. Never, ever, ever take that as an answer on anything for your children or yourself. It's just not true. So we felt that there was more going on. And I felt like I understood this animal a little bit because my brother struggled the same way. And my brother is incredibly smart, gifted in math, and he's also dyslexic. So what does that mean? That means his brain is actually wired for complexity. Anyone who has dyslexia has the most intricate way of thinking about things. It's truly a gift. Eight of the 10 sharks on Shark Tank are dyslexic, just giving you an idea of what that is. I knew this animal and I knew my Stella bug, we've always called her Stella bug, was dyslexic. Now at five, they will not diagnose this, but I sure as hell was gonna figure it out. So we put her in a school over the summer that was horrible. I was looking for quick fixes. It was terrible. We started first grade. She's still at the reading level as if she had never started kindergarten. I cried privately. I never wanted her to see this pain. But at the same time, I do remember her coming to me in the middle of kindergarten when we first realized she was falling off. And she, we were going to bed one night and she said to me, Mommy, I want to tell you something. And typically at this age, this the I want to tell you something was, you know, I notice new bugs today or you know something random not this day she said i'm the dumbest kid in class every time i answer a question i'm always wrong and she starts crying and this was so raw and actually for a good year of that happening i couldn't tell that story without crying because it was just devastating you never want your children to feel that much pain and I just, I started crying with her and I swear to you, something came over me. These were not my words. They were given to me. And I said, this will be something that we get through together. I will be right by your side this whole time. This is such an important lesson for you because what you were struggling with now, you were put on this earth to help others with. And she looked up at me with her eyes full of tears and said, I'm supposed to help people. And I was like, yes, yes, again. I don't know where these words came from because I don't feel like they were mine. I feel like they were given to me. And that is something that we have prided ourselves on in this family is anything that's hard was given to you so that you can teach it to others. Everything I teach is out of born out of my own pain. And pain is something that we cannot get past. You have to feel it. Suffering is something that you don't have to have, but pain is something that you cannot avoid. What I will say is the difference between pain and suffering is back to that will outgrow it, that would be suffering because you're not actively doing something to fix it. And by the way, dyslexia, the earlier you intervene with it, just like many other issues, whether it's physical, mental, social, early intervention is key, just like everything in life. So 
I really, really want you to know that whatever you are dealing with right now, start working on it now. Get on the proactive side now. So we ended up getting a new principal at my daughter's school. Amazing principal, by the way. Truly cares deeply about children and their love of learning. And this just spoke to me. So, of course, I sent a bullet-pointed list of what I'm excited he's going to bring to the school and how he is going to create this mission and vision. (laughs) Yep, I'm that person. But here's the thing. I saw a need that my daughter was not getting because the school kept saying that she was going to outgrow this. Now, I'm fully aware of issues and things with budgets and lots of other things, But it's also about being a proactive parent and knowing what's best for your child. And I went out and sought tutoring for her outside of the school. We are a blessed family that could afford this. Like I said, we also put her through a really intensive school over the summer between kindergarten and first grade. We are blessed. I will spare no expense for my children to have tools to help them. That's just how I feel personally. Anyway, with all of this being said, this principal is amazing. And he actually called me after I sent this email. And we spoke about various things, his his teaching style. He was a teacher before he was a principal, as most are. And he shared with me this thing called the learning pit. And he said, you know that the earlier children enter the learning pit, the better off they are. And I was like, hmm, that didn't sit well with me. There was something about that that felt off. Like I agreed with it, definitely. But it didn't feel complete. And he shared this with me in hmm, 2018, I believe. So 2020 was when it really hit me. All of us have a pit that we enter. If you are like my Stella, you entered your learning pit when you were five, maybe when you were seven. That learning pit could be many different things. Maybe your parents divorced. Maybe you were homeless. Maybe you dealt with a learning disability like my daughter. Or maybe you didn't hit your learning pit until you were in college and it was, you know, something else. Maybe your learning pit was cancer. Maybe your learning pit was a toxic friendship. There are lots of learning pits. But what I will tell you is when people come out of this pit, which they inevitably do, I have noticed that there are two types of people that emerge. People that are better, stronger, more resilient. They have a level of grit that will not stop. But then there's the other type of person. And these people are bitter. They feel that the world has done them wrong. And they will put more pain out in the world because they want people to suffer like they did. And I know the difference 
This is what got me and ate at me for two years. What is the difference between a bitter and a better person? And what I will tell you is, it's what happens in that pit. It's what shows up. I believe that that pit is just like a pit in the ground. It's dark and it can be lonely. It can be confusing because you are trying to figure out how the hell to get out. Again, that learning pit can be a lot of things. Unemployment, cancer, many things. So what is the difference between a bitter and a better person? Because they both get out, right? Well, let me just tell you that the better person, they have people that show up in that pit for them. And it's not one person because... I like to think of, again, this pit being very dark and lonely, but each person that shows up in that pit brings a tea light with them. Now, if you don't know what a tea light is, it's a tiny light. You've probably seen them in, you know, you can actually buy fake ones now, but if you have ever had a pumpkin at Halloween, the light that's inside of that is usually a tea light. So think of that size light, right? You are not going to drive a car with a tea light. It's a very, very short distance. Well, I believe every single person that shows up in your pit has one of those. And each of them shows you a little bit of something. They give you a little bit of hope. They share with you a little bit more. And I have to share with you that over the years, my daughter has had so many people show up in her pit. The lights have grown. My husband and I were light one and two, but that tutor, and she'll even tell you this because I shared this with her, she said her tutor is several lights. She said she's the brightest light of them all, Mama, and it just made my heart sing. She was the first candle that helped her see that this was a gift and that this was something she could get past. And maybe you've got that in your life. Maybe you've got that one or two candles. You've got those two people, those three people that believe in you. Well, like I said, year after year, more and more people showed up in her pit. And this year, we're at the point of crawling out of that pit. She is so close to reading on grade level. She is so close to truly understanding language in a beautiful way, decoding it, seeing it as a superpower. And that only happened because of the people that showed up in that pit for her. And the most beautiful part of this is sharing with her, going back to what we talked about when she was in kindergarten, she was put here to help people and so were you. All of us are. But again, we have those tiny tea lights, right? And A few days um, after her grades started improving and things this year, so school year, there was a new girl in her class. And on the playground, nobody was playing with the new girl. Stella stopped what she was doing, went over to this girl, and said, come play with me. And her teacher actually sent me a note and actually sent my daughter to the principal's office. They do positive office visits, which I think is a beautiful thing. And she was sent to the principal's office for that positive office visit of showing leadership. 
and showing caring because she saw someone that that was alone and needed someone. So she got home that day and I said, she showed me that she was so proud of this note as she should be. And I said, you know what this is, right? You understand what you did today. You were that girl's candle. You were the first candle for her to see that day. And she just beamed. So what I want to tell you is, you are someone's candle. Right now, you are helping someone. You are hope to more people than you've ever realized. Here's the other thing. If you need candles in your pit, I'm here. I'm standing here right now holding a tea light. Literally in my hand, I'm holding this tea light for you. You deserve hope. You are worth every penny of value this world has to offer. You are priceless, in fact. And right now, I want you to know that you are enough. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.